Welcome back to the show, Chris Emmon, Travis Harrell, Chris Gardner. It's time to party. It's the second hour. We are live. Excited to be here. We've got some poll results to get to. Gardner, what's the melee? Um, we were asking about movie franchises yesterday. And the melee question was, who's the best movie franchise? Or who, which movie franchise is better? National it was Treasure. Bad Boys or National Treasure. Fair. And our results are in. And we don't have an answer. Fifty <laughs> percent to fifty percent split down the middle right now. So we don't know which is a better movie franchise, Bad Boys or National Treasure. Fifty fifty split on the two movie franchises. You know what that means. You know what this tells me, right? What's that? Bad Boys, National Treasure crossover. Oh God. How you not going? You got you got look. It's Jerry Bruckheimer. Is Jerry Bruckheimer is behind both franchises? So is a guy writing National Treasure or who's writing? I can't even remember. Is there someone else tied into both of them now? I'm not sure. Or was it just Bruckheimer? No, it was just Bruckheimer because he's been the one that I believe his company's produced both franchises. He's responsible for creating those two. So I. I would not mind. That's what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Now that means National Treasure is going to have to get a little, get a little violent, Gardner. It's going to get a little bit of a. It's not going to be your traditional PG style. Okay. Fanfare. So are you okay with that? There may be a little ass shaking. There may be a little, little more sex in your National Treasure. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. As long as I get the Nicolas Cage one-liners in history lessons. National really Bad Boys. Ooh. Nope. National Bad Boys. Mm. For now, life. does Will Smith say the N-word in that crossover? Because that's always the most unbelievable part of Bad Boys. I'm like, Isn't you don't it? say that word. Uh, maybe that's the trade always I'm like, ah, I know you're like a really good actor, but within these this frame of how you're supposed to act your acting's actually being limited quite a bit in the bad boys stuff and then whenever you force things like <laughs> will smith dropping in bombs i just don't ever buy into it even though those are great movies but okay. that's the one thing i need to know that does he get to say it in the national treasure stuff like do they do they make light of it does nicholas cage look over and be like come on you say that mm-hmm. hmm. that would be funny mm-hmm. nick cage is looking at will smith now hold on here uh the screenwriter for Bad Boys for Life is Chris Bremner, mm-hmm. and I believe he's also involved with National Treasure. Well, if this guy, is, he must be he this this is. Let me. Well, I got I got to confirm this. This though. screenwriter is becoming, I guess. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he's becoming a new juice guy, the guy that comes in and jacks a new, some fresh spin, a nice take, a different take for uh, sequels. That's not a bad career to have, considering that's where studios are going as far as refreshing IPs. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about you want to work? That's a great way. All we had to have an IP that exists, and you come in, and you're the guy that just pumps that bad boy up. Yeah. You're like a little performance-enhancing drug. Boom, boom. Reignite a franchise. Hey, I'm all for bringing back National Treasure 3. Fans want it. Disney looks like they're going to move forward with it. Here's here it is. Uh, I'm looking. I'm reading out of a Maxim story right now. It says the New York Post reports that Bad Boys for Life screenwriter Chris Bremner has been tapped for the script, but their attempts to get a comment from anyone associated with Nicolas Cage were fruitless. So it looks like 
Nick Cage. There's potential for a crossover. I think Nick Cage is saying best thing that happened to him maybe this weekend was Bad Boys for Life blowing up. Because mm-hmm. now, of course, that renews interest in something like a National Treasure 3. Nicholas Cage is like, clearly the audience wants the original back. So you know what that means. Time to pay daddy. Hmm. You imagine all three of those guys, like Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, Nicholas Cage, doing a talk show circuit? No, oh. I don't. Like together? I think Will Smith no, would Will be Smith. doing a lot of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Martin and Martin a good sport. He'd be like, right, Nick. What would they do when Nicholas Cage uh, just gets introduced and comes onto the stage, let's say it's The Tonight Show, and does something like this right oh, here? Oh, boy. Welcome, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Oh, I was fine. Ah, how about that? How's Martin going to react to that? Oh, damn. (laughs) Martin's pretty good, Chris. Martin's natural reactions are a thing of beauty. You're just like, how are you so, so funny at just reacting to something Mm -hmm. or asking a weird timed question? I don't know. Fantastic. Timing's always been good. They it's could be like the best comedic trio of all time. I mean, I could think of a few other people mm. you could use instead of Nick Cage, but okay. No, nah, I mean, we were some friends and I were thinking about this as about far this crossover. Not necessarily this crossover, oh. but but now the new crop of action stars. Like who who leads that crop now? You know, we used to. You know, Will Smith. We've seen like he's the it's kind of the passing of the guard kind of thing. Um, so and now Robert Downey Jr. used to be that guy, but now who's the next? Who in your mind for you guys oh, do God. it for you? Anybody relatively close to our age that we can we look as the oh that could be the next big? I know Michael B. Jordan comes up a lot, but we were trying to think about guys like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence who can cross over very well, who can do the action comedy thing very well. To the point where they can carry a franchise. Is it going to be a Marvel person, you think? Who has that... Uh, I think I think Hemsworth has the opportunity to That's be... That's who I'm kind of thinking I of. think Hemsworth has the, the chops to do the comedy action. He can do both. He can have a nice run. Pratt, I don't... Sure. I mean, he's already there. Pratt's kind of there. And we'll see. I would love to see. I, I wonder if a guy like Pratt could carry an Indiana Jones franchise. They were. He did Jurassic Park, right? Why yeah. am I blanking on the one guy? Uh, did they try to Magic Mike guy? Oh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah, he kind of he still has potential. I don't. I don't it's know funny, if an I'm act, a, an actor isn't in a movie a, a movie you can think of for like a year and you're like, well, what's he been up to? Yeah, I, when I say potential, obviously mm-hmm. he's a very good actor. I mean, certainly by. Being the man, being the the next go to A list action guy. I don't know. Are you going to a movie just simply off Channing Tatum's name? Me? Yeah. No. See, that's what I'm talking about. You kind of need that. And I'm blanking on another name too. Uh, I mean, his performance I mean, recently. In it's this been is like, the end. It was great. Like, uh, who's transporter guy? Statham. Statham. Yeah. They yeah, they made they did their best to make Statham got a lot out of being Jason Statham. Yeah. I think he got more out of it than he probably ever imagined. What about The Rock? 
Maybe Stifler makes a big comeback. In the Rock, the interesting thing about The Rock, The Rock, I feel like, is, isn't he nearly 50? At least, yeah. Oh, I mean, I just 47, like, maybe? I'm saying The Rock yeah. is still, yeah. I don't, I just, I don't know I if there's a guy. Yeah, way, I mean, I he, yeah. He's ageless to me. And Kevin, you know, even, it's funny because uh, the stuff he takes is supposed to make you ageless. Oh. 47 years old. Oh, yeah, that is not. Okay. I don't think I mean, you see You see John Cena getting a ton of roles. But even yeah. John Cena wasn't near his 40s. 42. Jeeped. See? So there's there's plenty of it going around. Michael B. Jordan, that's why he gets every role. Him and... Um, but Ryan Gosling doesn't even take on action roles like that. He could be. That's why everybody's leaning on Brad Pitt and Leo again. What are those Jack Ryan movies or shows? Or, what is oh, yeah, it? that's what John Krasinski... You yeah. know, John Krasinski, man, could... could Potentially be the next guy. I'm, just, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just throwing names out there to try and figure this out. If you did a Die Hard reboot, I would go John Krasinski. You got the guy that's charming, that can do some action now. He's shown you he can be a leading man. Oh, He's going to screw around and have to make 10 of The Quiet Place. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a franchise. That's a preview for oh, that yeah. next one. That's a franchise. Too. That's a franchise. I ain't no doubt about that. Uh, maybe you could see. I'm just like, yeah, see, I see. But see how a, difficult it is. We were thinking yeah. about that. We were just like, I was like, God, well, you're right. We yeah, are relying a, heavily on guys that are in their mid 40s to be the new, to be the action guy. Even Keanu Reeves. Yeah, well, maybe just Ke- movies change though. Maybe we don't lean on those as much. I mean, we're in that Marvel yeah. comic book phase right now. Who was the guy in? Who was the lead actor in, in Avatar? I, they tried to force on us. So well, that guy hasn't been around. Yeah, like, yeah, he I needs Avatar doing, in the worst way. Yeah. Sam Worthington. Yeah. Tom Cruise has been doing whatever. Tom is like, maybe that's it. The old heads are like, look, we put up some good numbers in the 90s when people were most impressionable. Why the hell will I walk away from this? Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is still killing it like it's 1997. I could see the, the, uh, it's the dude from, uh, he just like played the love interest in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Um. How's Keanu Reeves? Now? He's in a movie with uh, Khaleesi. Dang it, it's a new actor. I could see him getting. Uh, we can't remember anybody's name. No, we are. Yeah, we're old. But that, even if you look at like look at um, already. like look at uh, I was thinking looking at the cast recently with uh, Suicide Squad. You know, that's an opportunity for some next big young actors to come up. There's nobody in that cast that you remember that you think. Jared Leto's in a new Marvel movie. movie. And I was like, Jared Leto? Like, dang, come on. And yeah, and I think you're not going to see a movie because of Jared Leto. You're going to see it because it's a Marvel movie. Right. So that's the thing. Like, I'm just, I, we, the, the homies and I, we were just sitting back like, I don't know who's that guy outside of Michael B. Jordan who's our, relatively close to our age mm-hmm. that would be the young action guy big on the scene. And even the roles he's taking, Just Cause, where he's playing a lawyer. Just a, you know, he's not even out here doing his shoot 'em up kind of films yet. So, I mean, even Chad, Chadwick Boseman's in his 40s. I'm trying to think if I could make Krasinski work in my mind, and I'm not. You, you're thinking about John Krasinski it, huh? in a Die Hard reboot, and yeah. it's not a bad idea. I'm just, I'm not there, though. Henry Golding is the guy I'm thinking about. He's a Malaysian television host. They're like, put, they're. Going real hard with him to be uh, a leading man. He did Last Christmas with uh, the actor who played uh, Khaleesi, A Simple Favor. Mm-hmm. This guy, for sure, will get 
he's uh, yeah, he's Malaysian, and they're, he's, they're making him. They're going real hard on him being a leading man. So I could see him. I think with Krasinski, the only thing is stuff. with Krasinski, he'll do a joke in the middle of an action scene, you know, a one-liner, and the audience will expect him to look at the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing that will kill. Well, Krasinski. and that's the thing I was trying to think of there for a minute is because I think of John Krasinski in The Office, but I also used to think of Bruce Willis and Moonlight. Exactly. And think about that transition. Remember how everyone was like, this guy, Bruce Willis, we want him to lead a film? You crazy? Yeah. And it looked how that worked out. So I mean, maybe Krasinski could take that road. Yeah. You never thought Vince Vaughn would be a guy who could impregnate 100 women mm. and whenever he was just a swing dancing club mm -hmm. guy. Mm. Did Vince, did, did your boy what Vaughn... What was that movie where he got delivery man or something? Yeah. I, I think Chris, I Pratt, Chris Pratt was his best friend, wasn't he? Never saw it. I don't know. I Vince assumed did, Owen Wilson. Did Vince Vaughn miss his window? For what? Like for him to be a Uber star? He, no. he, he is an Uber star. You think and Vince Vaughn's an he Uber went, star? He's an Uber star. He went yeah. a little bit. What? He went a little bit Sandler route with. He has a production company too, so I think Vince Vaughn did what Vince. As Vaughn far as quality do. work, he got in his own way. Okay, I was just saying. But then I'm but just thinking about the Vince Vaughn run. But, but it's the Sandler thing. He had a, he had ten. He had did ten of his own movies, but what did that put in his pocket? But at least Sandler was smart enough to And he to tried know. to do True Detective. He did. He took the he biggest did. risk of all. He, he followed did. up after the greatest season of TV history. He and did. he tried to do True Detective. If he that would have hit, he we'd be been. talking about him like, whoa. Yeah, that's a good point. So Chris brave. Is, yeah, very good point. Good point. You're right. Get off My of bad Vince's Vince back. My bad, Vince Vaughn. He's just happy because Vince Vaughn's representatives were very kind to send a reply to, to you about four, almost four years ago. Because people did. They're like, hey, Vince is in Australia filming. Very kind. It was, was our like, first rejection letter from a guest. KFB, the kid from Kansas trying to hit the opposing team with a chair is making a good push for an action star. He's <laughs> got a good name for it. He's got a great name for it. Silvio De Sosa. I'm looking at, like, actors under 30. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I just thought about it. Oh, the kid, kid is Spider-Man. The kid who played, yes, and uh, the guy who was in Kingsman who played Elton John. Could yes. they turn? Could yes, they turn? See, we're thinking of like big guys, like these little English actors. But I'm will saying, take all the jobs. now those guys are getting to the point where they, <clears throat> where they, if their name is on the poster, people will go. Tom Holland, I think, I think if he can do one more franchise guy outside of Spider Man, he can be the Tom Holland's on the poster. I'm going to go check that movie out. Tom he Holland's can be on this list. Okay. Okay. All kidding aside. What about um, uh, Zac Efron? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yes. not going to. I don't know if Zac Efron's done enough work. What do you for what to say that I would go see a movie with his name on it? Oh, I thought we were just talking about action stars. Action. Oh, action stars. Uh, yeah, he's there. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? Efron's there. I like the idea. Efron's of, a Marvel film away from being a big action. I star. like the idea of turning Michael Sarah into an action star. Paul, he could be a villain. No. Michael Sarah doesn't seem like Sarah will want to do that. Do a live action um, like prequel to The Simpsons where, of Mr. Burns as a young man. <laughs> Michael Sarah. I like that. that. Now, in terms of a woman action star, Gal Gadot has to be up there. She is just she's got the comedy chops and the look, mm -hmm. and she's the action. She's Wonder Woman. She's definitely don't up there. Don't sleep on uh, like Ronda Rousey type. Becoming a a big big possibly star. Just she can do what Dolph Gina Carano did. Yeah. Gina Carano's, Gina Carano's like done already well. there. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. She is on her for way. dudes. And I know this is like I'm going deep into the whatever, but no one has done more for being a above average 
or average heavyweight fighter in the UFC with his post career than Brendan Schaub. That guy could fuck around and make his way into movies. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm, I'm talking not just making his way to the movie. No, to I mean, make like, be like the next big, big thing. He played pro football. He played. He was in the UFC. He's tackled stand-up comedy. His podcasts are huge. He's an analyst for Showtime. He hosts red carpet stuff on E. That's I'm just saying, like, if he's, you're watching, if you're he's watching, definitely the a Jason someone, Statham type he, that can mold his career. He's twice the size of Jason Statham. But I'm saying yeah. this as far as the type of career you can get. That guy that's going to be that action star. You can definitely, yeah, yeah I can definitely see that. I, I think, yeah, Especially some of those. The more studios look to people with social media followings, it's like, hey, I got five podcasts. Of uh, the guy who's The listeners. Witcher, Henry Cavill, who played Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, he's a guy I think can probably take that on. He's a guy who's even embraced it. He said one of the coolest things I found out about him. People, you know how when you take on these roles as Batman or Superman, you become very serious and you have to protect the character. And he said, uh, I think an interview would ask him, like, what's the best thing about being Superman? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, the women I get to meet and the money they pay me to do it. Now, like, this the is Witcher, the Witcher, that's Henry Cavill? Yeah. So now he's a type that I think can be, so Jason Momoa could be that type too, he's a guy there. that, yeah, so these are guys who, yeah, that, yeah, they fall into that category. Okay, cool. It just took me a while. <laughs> Took us a while. We just had to go around the bend. Those are a few. They're not bad. I'm just I like to see Cavill. And he's got, he's very, um, he can be funny as well. He has, you can tell he has good comedic. Damn British actors. They all got great comedic timing. Man. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, they're very Best good. Best man going. Yeah. I like, yeah, he's good. Ah, this is, yeah. Those are the, some good young talents, Chris. Mm. Look, at, look at us. Young talent. Gardner works real hard with his good friend Sean each and every week. We usually do this with Dr. Ed. He's out today. Let's play some dogs on film. It's time for dogs. <laughs> on film. One more submission, uh, Black Sheep. Uh, also, a person ticking down for action star is Batista after he took the role in the shitty-looking My Spy movie. Yeah, Batista, Batista does not appreciate the uh, current president, by the way. He no. goes off. That's no. fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love Dogs it. on film. That's fun. Uh, dogs on film. Or? On film. On film. Run out of dog movies. Um, so, we got six movies. Three pairings of movies. And you guys in those pairings have to guess when they go one-on-one, which one has a better score according to the venerable website, Rotten Tomatoes. We use their scoring system because it's the best going. Um, You get a point if you get it right. And you can max out at three points. We have a seventh movie in case there is a tie that we will use as a tiebreaker. You have to guess closest to the actual score in that instance. So it's not a one-on-one thing. It's just closest to the actual score. Now, throughout, I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. I'll kind of decide along the way how I want to do it. If I want to go with right, you'll hear... Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah dog. Mm. If I want to go with wrong... <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, I don't want that one. Now, Travis, you won last week? Is that correct? Yeah, I did. And the week before? Embarrassing. Two in a row? All right. Two in a row. I'm going to wait to start off 2020, baby. I think I'm going to try to go for 20 in a row in oh, 2020. Oh, 20 for 20. That. 20 for 20, baby. Okay. So far, I'm out the gate with the hot hand. Demi, better stop, Daddy. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, don't, don't say it. Don't say it like that. That's kind of gross, actually. Um, so, Travis, you won the last two. Yep. 
And uh, we'll get going here in just a second, but I do want to let you know my friend Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, he does say hello. Is he doing okay? He's doing better. That's good. He's for Sean. To move around. Um, he's got an issue with the old foot right now. Of course. And, Sugar uh, foot. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Uh, um, put some salt on it. I don't know that that's how it works. Okay. He does lotion. He has a diabetes lotion for his foot. I watched him do it before. <laughs> it is disgusting. Face you just made. Yeah, you oh, would. Man. I'll, I'll try to get a video of him doing it. <laughs> Um, but right, Sean, I'm good. Sean reads brief descriptions of these movies that we have in case you haven't seen them. And what I will do is try to find some themes throughout. And normally it's within the pairings, which is what I've done okay. uh, once again. And so this first theme, you'll kind of figure out what it is right away uh, or when you hear the first two movies. So uh, let's get going. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Here is your first movie and dogs on film, a.k.a. on film. How's your foot? Better. Can you feel it yet? No, I'm not going to feel it ever. Because I got the narcolepsy of the feet. Diabetes. Diabetes. Wake up, foot. Yell that to your groin, too. <laughs> Everything below my waist is kaput. <laughs> anyway, should we start now with Bad Boys? 1995, crime thriller. One hour, 59 minutes. Miami-Dade detectives Mike Lowry, Will Smith, and Marcus Brunette, Burnett, Martin Lawrence, blow a fuse. When ten, when a hundred million worth of heroin they recently confiscated is heisted from station headquarters. Suspecting it was an inside job, Internal Affairs gives them five days to track down the drugs before they shut down the narcotics division. Action meets farce, Marcus is compelled to masquerade as his partner in order to gain the trust of a call girl, Leah Tia Leone, key witness in their investigation. Were you going to call her Leah Tia Yeah, I was. Leah <laughs> yeah. Tione. Yeah, what is her claim to fame? I don't get it. Besides Madam Secretary. All right. There's your first one. Bad boys. Bad boys. Is your first one. Your okay. second movie. And then we have Bad Girls, 1994. Action, adventure, costume, drama. One hour, 39 minutes. Prostitutes, Cody, Madeline Stowe, Anita, Mary Stewart Masterson, Eileen, Annie McDowell, and Lily, Drew Barrymore, work a saloon in the Old West. They decide to flee the bordello for a better life elsewhere. But Troll follows close behind. They're tailed by Pickerton detectives. Cody's savings are stolen by a bandit, James Russo, and Elaine is wrongfully jailed for bank robbery. Now the remaining three girls must decide whether to liberate their friend or their funds first. You ever been to a bordello? Mm, well, yeah. Once down in uh, Juarez. Yep. Oh, God, I'm not going to tell you a word about it. No, I can't. I'm sorry. So anyway, they get to, you know, you get to pick out, you know, all these girls. And I've only done this once in my life. I don't recommend it. I really don't. Picked out this, you know, a nice-looking older woman. You know, back in then, I was kind of, my thing was... The rest of this story is not fit for air. That's my one and only bordello story. <laughs> Oh, God. Why wasn't that fit for air? Uh, oh, I can tell even, you off the air. Oh, okay. boy. Jesus, help us. I do still have the raw oh. recording of all of that, and I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't use this. The rest of this story is not It got a little graphic. Air. Oh, good God. I didn't know he was going to go that route with me. Oh, God. And I just kind of was not going to interrupt him, so I just let him go, and uh, I now know. Sean's Bordello story. Oh, I want to get some, get some Lysol right now. Mm. Okay, Bad Girls versus Bad Boys is your first pairing. What do you got? Uh, theme is, of course, uh, a battle of the sexes. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Go ahead, Trap. Bad Boys. 
Bad Boys with Travis. I'll flip the script. Oh. Mm. You're going Bad Girls? Mm -hmm. Travis, Bad Boys. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Is correct. Bad Boys are 43. <laughs> oh, damn. Bad Girls are 9. Oh. I was going to say, I ain't never heard of that movie. Yeah. Bad Girls? Bad Girls. That's some good names in that movie, though. That yeah, is. Nine? Yeah, a nine. That's almost sexist. See? <laughs> yeah. That ain't right. That's sexist as hell. So Travis leads one nothing after the first set of movies. We move on to our second pairing. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Next up, we have Across the Universe, 2007, drama, fantasy, two hours, 13 minutes. The songs of the Beatles provide the sonic framework for this musical tale of romance, war, and peace. When young British worker Jude, Jim Sturgis, sets sail for the United States in search of his father, he ends up meeting carefree college student Max, Joe Anderson, and his lovely sister Lucy, Evan Rachel Wood, along with a cast of eccentric characters. As Jude and Lucy fall, fall for each other, their relationship is threatened by the social upheaval that accompanies the Vietnam war. Nothing's gonna change my world. Mm -hmm. Across the universe is your first move. Alright, going against... All right, next we have Yesterday, 2019, drama fantasy, one hour, 57 minutes. Jack Malik Hemish Patel is a struggling singer-songwriter in an English seaside town whose dreams of fame are rapidly fading. Despite the fierce devotion and support of his childhood best friend, Ellie, Willie James, after a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout, Jack wakes up to discover that the Beatles have never existed, performing, performing songs by the greatest band in history to a world that has never heard them. Jack becomes an Overnight sensation with a little help from his agent, Kate McKinnon. Yesterday, that was such an easy game to play. Mm. Jesus. You see, so you got that theme, I'm sure. It is uh, the Beatles. Yes. We have yesterday versus across the universe. I'm going yesterday. Yesterday for Chris. Going across the universe. Across the universe for Travis. And Travis, you are. Right back um, in it. Across the universe of 53. Scratching and clawing. Yesterday, a 63. Hmm. You'd think across the universe, just on premise alone, would get 100% from the critics, but... Hmm. You would think. Nice try, Travis. <coughs> We're even what? at one. Oh, even oh, at one after got, for We got two ourselves sets. a battle. We go into the final pairing. Next, we have The Client, 1994. Adaptation, drama, two hours, one minute. Fast-paced thriller, based on the John Grissom bestseller about a boy, Mark, Brad Renfro, whose life is endangered after he stumbles across vital information about a politician's murder. His lawyer, Reggie Love, Susan Sarandon, is the only person offering protection from the unwanted attentions of the mob, FBI, and U.S. Attorney Reverend Roy Foltrig, Tommy Lee Jones. But is she capable of saving his life? All right, there's your first one. All right, your second one. Then we have Walk the Line, 2005, drama, romance, two hours, 33 minutes. The rise of country music legend, legend Johnny Cash, Joaquin Phoenix, begins with his days as a boy growing up on the family farm, where he struggles under the scorn of his father, Robert Patrick. As the years pass, Cash ends up in Memphis, Tennessee, with his wife Vivian, Jennifer Goodwin, and breaks into the music scene after finding his trademark sound. While on tour, Cash meets the love of his life, singer June Carter, Reese Witherspoon, but Cash's volatile lifestyle threatens to 
keep them apart. Your favorite Johnny Cash song. Uh, maybe I've been everywhere, man. All right, there you go. Walk the line versus the client. You got the theme at all? Yeah, what's the theme? Tennessee. Uh. Set in Tennessee. That was for Chris Davis. Walk the line. Walk the line for Chris. Travis could guess the same. I'll win it out right here. What's he going to go with? We're going with walk the line. Walk the line for both of you. So either way, we're going to a tiebreaker. But both of you, with your guess of walk the line. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Are correct. Okay, 83 for walk the line. 78 for the client. So, 2-2. Two, two. Here we go. It's the final countdown. Think of Joe Blues whenever I hear that song now. <laughs> you have to. Where once there was a yacht, now there is not. I blew up the boat. Um, might have said yacht. I can't remember. All right, tiebreaker. You okay, ready? What do we got? Guess closest to the actual score. This is what we do. Here we go. For the tiebreaker, we have Battleship. That's Battleship. Oh. 2012 sci-fi thriller, two hours, 11 minutes. Lieutenant Alex Hopper Taylor Kitsch is a weapons officer aboard the destroyer USS John Paul Jones, while his other older brother, Stone Alexander Skarsgård, is the commanding officer of the USS Samson. Unknown to Alex, Stone, or the rest of the U.S. Navy, alien invaders have arrived on Earth with plans to steal Earth's resources. When a confrontation with the invaders knocks out the Navy's radar capacity, American and Japanese forces must work together to find a way to save the planet. Well, I guess I've got to go to the bathroom now. Got to get ready to go to work. Have a good day. I got other plans, but thanks anyway. I'll see you around. Bye-bye. All right. Battleship. Closest to the actual score. 31%. 31 from Chris. 25. 25 from Travis. A good guess, Travis. You're not far off, but Chris is closer. It's 34. Chris gets 31, just three off the actual score. Chris ends the reign of Travis Terrell. Needed to be done. Yeah. Damn it. And to celebrate, you can come to Sophie's happiest hour this Thursday. Wait, Don't what? forget. <laughs> Comedy. This week is Sophie's right here in Grand Center. Are we going to transition class, gentlemen? Stop by 3224 Locust to see some great comedy. We have four comics. That's right. Casey Paulson, Matt Barnes, Stephen Briggs, and Champ Champ Larry Green this week. Mm. Another wonderful lineup, and it's free right here in the Dotsack building. Big thanks to presenting it, Jack Daniels. Oh, they help us with all our comedy stuff. Jack Daniels specials along with Schlafly specials as well. Very happy to... Do this for you each and every week. So many talented people. It's packed, so get there early, guys. Comedy starts around 6, but specials do start at 4 o'clock. It's happiest hour each and every week right here in Grand Center. We have Great American Race on tap. I don't know if you want to jump into that tomorrow, today. Yeah, what do you want to do? We can wait for that tomorrow. can definitely wait for that. Travis, we've talked uh, Super Bowl. We've talked college basketball. Gardner looks real ready. I got something for Please. you. Please. And it's movie-related. Okay. And it's a movie we touched on earlier in the week. Okay. I got a trailer for you. Yeah. You want to watch a trailer? Yeah, this is a movie, Gardner and I. How do we stumble upon this? Uh, it was mentioned to me by Joe Roderick. 
And so uh, we wanted to check out the trailer because this is something that uh, this may be a special edition uh, of a Traview because this isn't something we could just dedicate simply 15 minutes to. We may have to dedicate an entire episode to. Oh, really? And this mm. is a movie that I think is going to look. There are a lot of films coming out in 2020 that people are looking forward to. But this is the one that's on the top of my radar. Well, the movie's already been out. No, shit. came out in 2017. Okay. Well, you can get it on Amazon Prime streaming because okay. I was looking into it the other day. It looks like you're willing to make the purchase. I think I'm going to. All right. Okay. But here's the trailer. You can follow me home. The Velocipista. Excuse me? A troubled priest. How long has it been since your last confession? Oh, it's been about two years. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people. Oh. Ah. 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 A beautiful girl with a dark past. Last night was amazing. What are you talking about? The time you turn into a dinosaur and eat someone. <laughs> what? Dinosaurs. You guys talk all the time about helping people. This might actually be the first time in your life you can. By what? Killing people? Yes! Show me I mean anything to you. Show me you got better shit to do. Show me I'm the one disfigured like the mask caress that trigger. Show me I mean anything to you. Show me That's insane, Doug. God does not want people dead. Oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. Yeah. Heroin. The Velocipaster. That's up next on our uh, to-watch list. Heroin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What? You excited? I'm going to check it out. I think God wants a lot of people dead. Mm. Are you going to pay for it? Are you going to ask me to buy it? And then we might do that. I might Venmo you a couple bucks. Okay. I'm going to have to watch this. I'm looking forward to you checking that out. You going to watch it, Chris? (sighs) Sounds like I need to go over to Collinsville, visit the dispensary. Oh, dear. That's one way of doing it. Settle in. I mean, he could send you over there with Cusimano. Yale falls along. Mm-hmm. Let's get high comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Velocipaster coming to uh, a DVD screen near you. Yeah, if you want to, get it now. Well, I'm proud of you. Actually, work. what's weird is um, you look into that movie and how it got started. And I want to make sure I get this right. Because I was reading it the other day, and I was like, what the what? So here it is. The director thought of the idea in 2010 while he was attending the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. After his phone autocorrected Velociraptor to Velasa, Velasi, space, pastor. As a class project, 
He made a short film of the fake Grindhouse trailers, which included the Velasa Pastor. So that's how the idea all got started, was by your, his phone simply autocorrecting one word into two words. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you have a movie called Velocipaster. The Velocipaster. Okay. Just I'm like that. I'm just glad it's a student project. Is that how the creative process that was my works? Initial, my initial thought was, mm-hmm. uh, oh, shit, some, some company literally shelled out at least $25,000 uh, to put this all together. It looked like it was $35,000 it took to make the movie. Yeah, because it did look like, I don't, I don't know how much it cost to construct a Velociraptor. But so that the, CGI dinosaur yeah, was the majority of the budget, I'm sure. Bit, I'm certain. Yeah. Uh, the prostitute, I'm glad the prostitute of gold um, trope was added as well. It's a pretty... It's always very helpful. That's a bold movie. I'm going to check this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It what just lets me know that Earthquake can in <laughs> that's indeed the, be made. That's the real... That's Let's get to the bottom of this. That's that's the real reason why you yeah. want this to work, don't you? Well, it did work. They made it into a movie. <coughs> it's I'm on praying, a streaming service. I'm praying for you. Earthquake can be made. Earthquake can be profitable. Maybe. Oh. It can be bought by several people online. If given the opportunity. Jesus. That's all you need is opportunities. We didn't mention it, but uh, I'd hate to not say it. I think we all love the guy, Larry Walker. Uh, I'm not too fond of him. Really? No, I just said that. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. This is the Expo, right? very upset. (laughs) Expo, Rocky, Cardinal, uh, Larry Walker (laughs) makes it to the Hall of Fame. It feels like they got this one right. I was a little nervous they weren't going to. He was thinking (coughs) he wasn't going to. Yeah, he, he tweeted he wasn't going to. Larry Walker was incredible. Larry Walker had a freaking amazing career. Larry Walker was a beast for a long time. Another noble Canadian. Guy had the, one of the sweetest mm. swings in all of baseball. A guy that was just defensively. He was incredible. Defensively, man, very underrated defensively. My favorite was he was such a nice guy. He, <laughs> he threw a, a second out ball up to a fan. Because he thought it was the end of the inning. <laughs> he was very apologetic He's like, about oh, shoot. I also love these new things. And then, obviously, technology allows it for it to happen now. But we can actually see when these guys get the phone call now and their families and everybody video records yeah. the whole thing. So I think that's really neat. So that was cool to see his family around and how emotional he was. I, I, you forget, like, when these guys are at this point in their lives, they've been so great. You just feel like it's automatic to them. Yeah. But you kind of see where these guys are still very vulnerable um and they still you know this is something that they thought at some point in their career that they could get to no one goes into playing sports think they're going to be a hall of famer right they just want to go in be very good make make some good money <laughs> win some games uh but here it uh, looks like he was doing his interview and i'm assuming that's a, a flame jacket that the nascar drivers wear or is that just actually a jacket it's a that shirt just the, okay it's an actual shirt button up ain't no ordinary Sponge. He's a big square pants guy, eh? Yeah, it looks that way. That's Larry Walker, boys and girls. Canadian. Bringing it home. Congrats to him. And then, of course, the big controversy today. Oh, there's a controversy. There's always a controversy with baseball. Uh, Derek Jeter, of course, going in. Wasn't it unanimous? There That's kind of funny to me. Was it was a Red Sox reporter or something? Who was, who was it? I don't know. I'd, I'd, I don't know who it is. I just saw, the, of course, the baseball purists losing their shit um and rightfully so i mean if, if anybody deserves to go in unanimous is definitely Derek jeter one of the greatest yankees of all time one of the greatest athletes most 
prominent, successful athletes in yeah. North it's American okay sports defender. history. I yeah, like, actually below average defender. What do you what do you have like six gold gloves? Seven? Yeah, those. He plays really he plays for Detroit. You don't think of him like this. Now he has a championship pedigree. He's respected, but New York put a, a shine on him like no other. Yeah, and maybe that's certainly. maybe that's deserved because you've seen plenty of people get the yips when they get into uh, yeah, the Bronx. But that guy did, and that's the thing. No, that's, that's my why, point. Yeah. Maybe you should. Maybe that rightfully yeah, so. No. That should be appreciated. But he, if he's a Detroit Tiger with the exact same stats, like mm, he's not. You he's all famer. Oh, he's all famer. Okay. He's all famous. Oh, he got the 3,000 hits. He probably would have. 3,000 hits. Right. Yeah. I'm just pointing out. He probably would have had to play. He would have got moved over to third. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a great shortstop. No. Uh, Defensively. Um, By any measure, really. So, but, you know, he's a good offensive player. He was the captain of those teams. Do we think it was someone that uh, messed up? Or do you think it was someone trying to, you know... What, it was something oh, they promised my, here's themselves. Here's my thing. And, and the Far be it from a sports writer to make it about themselves. Right. And that was mm-hmm. that kind of my point. I feel like, and Gardner, shout me down from the heavens if you have to. I, I think you can't call yourself I a journalist. I don't think I want to shout you down because I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, don't, I think journalists should be more transparent. I think journalists should be just as transparent. Um, well, what do you mean, journalists? Like all journalists? Uh, well, in this, in in that sense, as far as the journalists, investigative journalists probably shouldn't be too transparent. Yeah, yeah. Want to be too. I mean, do you want journalists telling you who they're voting no. for mm-hmm. for no, but I'm saying president? I, but and I, stuff. I do want my. It's all about a smoking gun. If you're given the task of voting for the Hall of Fame, you should show your ballot. Well, some some people do. Yeah, and I, th- I think you should be required to. If you're going to be a voter, you should be required to show your ballot. You're a ju- you're a journalist. You're, these are reporters, right? These are guys who cover the sport. So guys who, you know, there's a creed, I think you should follow it. You should live up to it. Why not be transparent in the sense that you're not revealing the source. Mm-hmm. You're not exposing anything personal about yourself. You're simply saying, I participate in this. I've been given the honor to do so. Yeah, Here's I just, how I vote. I don't think it, it doesn't bother me if they do or don't. Okay. That's what I would say. Okay. I just don't care. That's fair. It's just, it's just a, just a hall of fame. That's all. That's fair. Just immortality that people work for their entire well, lives. maybe... What are you going to do? Maybe look for your immortality somewhere else. Oh, wow. I mean, You're just playing baseball. Just a, a I distorted mean, but it statue means, outside I think of it's okay, But yeah. I think it's okay, to Chris's point, I think it's okay that people, it means more to, to people. It means more to Larry Walker. It means more yeah, that's fine. to the Hall of Fame for Drew Pierce. So that's where I'm coming from. I'm just saying if you... I'm just saying you wasted your life. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> are the words. No. Yeah, you left me an opening... And I was going to take it for fun. You know that was going to happen. In your case, do you have something you're living for or you're looking down on people for even having anything to live for? No, I'm I'm looking to... Are you aimless? No, I just want to watch National Treasure 3. Oh, that's your life's work? Well, yeah, at this point. Now, what happens when you watch 3? Do you want 4? Uh, Where does it end? We'll see. Okay. Depends on if I John Voight's dead or not. <laughs> okay. Got to kill John Voight in the next one. All right. Now it's all happening. Yeah. Well, okay. What? You want John Voight in the fourth one? Nobody wants that. I want John Voight anywhere near my national treasure. Can, I, can, can I make mention of something real quick? Sure. Please. Because we haven't touched on it at all. Damn it. Uh, cancelment trial. Cancelment trial. We've moved from cancelment inquiry to cancelment trial. Just one observation from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was wondering if Trumpy Bear's lawyers were scrambling to find out what PowerPoint is mm. while watching yesterday. There was a moment where <laughs> they... Uh, a moment where they didn't have all their materials yeah ready in fact they're, uh, they're not prepared they're not um but maybe i kind of a part of me is like this is kind of part of the act mm-hmm. um but what we saw yesterday chris we saw a rule they act like how we think bernie sanders is yeah. like when you see larry david do him on snl like <laughs> oh, my papers is right here and just like you know bumbling around for whatever it was it was i, I learned a lot yesterday uh, for those who did take the time to, to watch some of the uh, proceedings, they were voting, Chris, yesterday about the rules, things they're going to allow, things they're not going to allow. It was very fluid. It was very new. Uh, what I was saying in the office when we had it on in the background was that uh, there are a lot of things procedurally I wasn't aware of. So mm-hmm. a lot of this is new to me, and I'm fascinated. And we were very young when the Clinton impeachment took place, so a lot of that easily went over our head because we didn't know but even as i've gotten older i realize even with the proceedings i'm still like uh, what um and you guys were explaining to me yesterday that the senators are the jury and they don't get to speak they don't get to leave they can't have electronics on uh that was news to me that the managers are the ones that are presenting the case well, they're the not supposed to have i know some of them it was pointed out that apple, apple watches, watches yeah. so i guess i don't know if there's a loophole that was discovered uh, then I saw one of the senators, I believe uh, one of the senators from the state of Texas, Republican, was doing a Fox News interview in the middle of the proceedings yesterday. From Texas? I believe it was uh, from Texas. I just know it was... Uh, it might have been Marsha Blackburn. Maybe it was Marsha from Tennessee, excuse yeah. me. Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, and she was doing a... As the proceedings were taking place, they were supposed to be inside the chambers. <laughs> you see, they can't be on TV. Excuse mm-hmm. me. They can't be on TV while the proceedings are going on. So a lot of things are very new. So if they're new to me, I would imagine they're new to a vast majority of the country that hasn't hardly followed this, uh, for those who haven't followed it. Uh, it was fascinating. Um, to, to, I, I, to say I'm surprised that Trump's lawyers weren't quote-unquote prepared, I don't think anybody would have been surprised at that. To see how overzealous and very excited with the evidence Democrats were, I don't think a lot of people were surprised by that. I think everything went according to plan. John Roberts had a moment where he had a chance to chastise his both sides. and So it, it kind of, for me, went according to plan. I don't know if uh, it looks like they're going to allow some evidence or they're, le- they're allowing something from the evidence from the House. It uh, doesn't look like they're going to allow any new witnesses. I know they shot down votes for Bolton and Mulvaney. So we'll at see what right happens. Now. Yeah, so at least right now. Josh Hawley tweeting. Oh, boy. Today's 13 plus hours of name calling, misdirection, foot dragging and outright lying by the House managers is an all time low for impeachment proceedings. And that's saying something since Team Schiff set the previous low with their sham in the House. There's your senator from the state of Missouri. Still dancing on that old card. Yeah, so I think it's ha- I, but I think it is important. I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes at the process, and a lot of people have their minds made up, and it's very easy to be cynical about it because, I mean, why not? It is something that uh, we've become almost the norm to. But I think it is an important proceeding, and it's important that we follow it and that's important to care just a little bit. I know it's the cool thing to do to not care. Um, <laughs> uh, How is that? Uh, the cool thing to do not to care. Okay. Um, but I think it's okay just to care just a little bit here in this instance. And I think, here's the thing, I think even from the other side, Trump can't be president forever. So do you really want to... Careful. Here, and I know I say this to conservatives. I say, do you really want 
Do you, do you the the way you feel about a Clinton type, the way you feel about a Bernie Sanders and an AOC type? Do you want to give additional rope to individuals like that? Are you willing to give them that same amount of birth? I imagine you're not. So I think it's oh, no, important. To, no, no, of course they're not. But so that's what I'm saying. It would be important for everybody. Don't they're toss this aside. To keep their power while they can. Absolutely. They see what's happening. And then we'll see how it plays out in the 2020 election. And but right now, majority of Americans want to see witnesses. Majority of Americans want to see subpoenas for so. for evidence. Majority of Americans still believe that this president c could and should be removed from office. Uh, so don't, it's not a thing where it's just a nothing burger. A lot of people from different polls from both sides of the spectrum have reached out to Americans, and a good portion of them are very concerned about how these proceedings will play out. So you can be cute all you want. You're going to look up in November, and your dumb ass is going to lose the White House, House and Senate, and you're going to be like, oh, Lord, bring back Obama. Is that mm -hmm. what it's going to be like? When President yeah. Andrew Yang because, get in there, it's going to be trouble, players. Because... If that were to happen, there's no negotiating then. Oh, oh, you. And it's basically telling the other side what's going to happen. Look, I'll tell you, I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all, y'all, I ain't even playing. Because number one, you're lousy rat bastard motherfuckers anyway. Yeah. So pieces of shit. Yeah. So you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do nothing. That's right. <laughs> ain't gonna do nothing. Whole lot of so it. That's what it's gonna be. A whole lot of it, Chris. You know how it's going to be. You know when you did feats of strength and you went out there against them other busters and you threw that football 97 yards? Now he's back. Now he needs me to chime in. And <laughs> Remember he'll that, admit that he was there for the 73-yard throw. I've never seen something with 30 witnesses and photos be contested so highly. I have. It's called the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, that's fair. I'll let you boy. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? I think. I think we're all good. We're all good. Right. Big thanks to all of our sponsors, our friends. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> Look for more fun stuff this week. That's it. We yeah. are live. We'll be back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Peace.